we are going to teach on putting God's word first, putting God's word first. And I think it may be the great thing people might ask when we went to Rama, before there was Rama, there were the beginning remnants of what would become the faith movement. I know that uh, my mother and father were pastoring in a church in Augusta, Georgia, the late 60s. In uh, 1969, Brother, uh, 1969, Brother Norval Hayes showed up on our front doorstep. And we, we didn't know him, he didn't know us. And uh, so, again, my parents were pastoring in Augusta, Georgia. Um, Brother Normal, that's a long story that I don't have time to tell. Brother Normal showed up and my folks had been praying that uh, God would send someone that could maybe show us some things, uh, show them some things in, uh, in the things of God that maybe we didn't know, you know, just by being good Pentecostal people. Nothing wrong with that, just praise the Lord. But uh, I mean, through Pentecost, we found salvation, baptism of the Holy Spirit, divine healing, gifts of the Spirit, freedom in worship, uh, understanding some things, but other things were not so clear and known. And uh, anyway, long story short, my dad and Brother Hayden became acquainted. Brother Hayden came to our church. In 19, in the last week of January, first week of February, 1970, and uh, there had held a meeting and uh, blew our church up. Praise the Lord! Because <laughs> uh, he did the convention songbook, which was holier than the Bible, and uh, criticized the song. I said whoever wrote it was ignorant of the Bible, and it just so happened that one of the members of the executive committee from Cleveland, Tennessee, wrote that particular song, I guess. <laughs> and so uh, that is a farewell back at headquarters when all the word of that was back. But nonetheless, there was other issues as well, but uh, we, we moved a year later. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but uh, his teaching and his emphasis on the word uh, has uh, really changed our lives. Uh, and a lot of teaching, great things on faith, of course. You know, he, he would joke, he says, I literally wrote the book on faith. And I would say, yeah, you were the Apostle Paul. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and then he hit me on his head. But nonetheless, Brother uh, Hagen uh, had great things to teach about uh, confession, brings possession, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and not only the baptism, but uh, the life of the Holy Spirit, what it means to us, yeah? Yeah. and all those things, and walking in love and the benefits of that, and yeah. just uh, and, and practicing the presence of God, and what and, and the gifts of the Spirit, and, and demonstrating those, seeing those in action, and then healing is God's will, and always God's will, and just some absolutes in the word that he taught us that Thank God we're walking in today and has changed our life. But I'm sorry to say all that to say if there's one thing that would be you would say was what would is if you just forgot one of them, what's one thing that you got from that era and of teaching, not only from Brother Hagen, but Brother Holman and others, what would be the 
that you would say stands out to be the foundation, the most important. And I'll tell you what it, what it is. It's putting God's word first. That the word of God is above. And I'm not sure I really understood that. Maybe it was just me that was the day, but I think there might have been a few other people. That, that the word of God, if it's in the word of God, it trumps every other word. It's above circumstances. It's above feelings. It's above what I always believe. It's above what a grandma always believed. It's above an angel appearing and saying something. It's above an angel quartet showing up and sitting before our armies. It's, it's above Jesus Christ himself appearing in front of you with a nail star of hands and feet saying some revelation to you. The word of God is higher than any other word on planet Earth. And so that, how many of you could agree with that? That right there is a game changer and a life changer and it will sustain you when your world is falling apart in front of you. God often said sometimes the only thing I love the reasons <laughs> the only thing that you have to stand on is the ink on the paper. The only, the only confirmation, there will be times where the only confirmation that God's word is true and is working in your life is something for you. Usually it's not every area, but it will be one area. It could be physical. It could be financial. It could be, you know, with your, uh, relationships or something. But, um, there are times, if you haven't already experienced it, I'd be surprised, but I, I have, that sometimes the only, the only confirmation, people say, well, I need confirmation, I need prophet of the week to give me the, the word, or I need this or that or the other. But there are times when the only confirmation, I'm going to say, is the ink on the paper in the Bible. If you went by how you feel, you would almost say there is no love. Yeah. If you went by what it looks like, you'd wonder if God is forsaken. If you went by the 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 um, feelings of the physical senses and what you see, smell, taste, hear, all those things, you would say it, it's over. My life is over. But thank God that we have. The printed word of God. Yes. It is so powerful that there are totalitarian governments that are afraid of it. Think of that. A government with tanks and soldiers and guns and uh, plenty of space to injure you in a camp and torture you <laughs> are afraid of the word of God. There are political parties with a lot of money and a lot of power in this world and are, are afraid of the Bible. What are they afraid of? Well, the Bible is God's word. The Bible is, is full of power and full of authority. And we need to become the kind of Christian, if we're not already there, that puts the word of God first. And the kind of church that puts the word of God first. Whatever 
whatever the word says, that's it. Let everything else flat, flat behind it. Get in line. Amen. All right, John 1 1 is a great scripture. We're going to go through about uh, six passages here of scripture. In the beginning was the Word, capital W. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Uh, I want you to see, just in even, just even in the King James Bible, you'll see that the, the, that the Word, Word, <laughs> is spelled with a capital W. Because it's another name for God. It's His Word. Praise God. If you've got God, you've got the Word of God. If you have the Word of God, you have God. How do I put God on the scene? How do I put God in the room? How do I put God in the situation? I speak His Word. And I have God. I don't have to beg, Jesus, where are you? Please, I need an appearance. I need to, you know, the lights need to come on. No. You know, if you have the word, you have life. Now look at verse 14, and you have a picture of Jesus with, with the word. And the word, capital W again, was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus Christ became the living, walking, breathing, talking, traveling, sleeping. <laughs> Everything that a person does on this earth, word and will of God. Now that brings up another one. What about the will of God? We got the word of God. What is the will of God? But his word is his will. And if it's not in his word, it's not his will. So people are like, well, I wonder, you know, I, I've asked the Lord to heal me. I don't know if he will, you know. And it's like, well, is there any time in the New Testament where Jesus refused to heal anybody? They came to him and said, you believe The Bible does talk about those in Mark 6, they didn't believe. That's a special kind of unbelief. It's not that they didn't think it's not that they were shaking in their faith on healing. They were shaking in their faith on if he was who he said he was. You know, it was like they're not sure they're not even, they don't even know, they didn't even know the gospel enough to know that he was the Messiah. And that's where their unbelief was. And it says he could there in his own hometown of Nazareth. Do no mighty work because of their unbelief. But it wasn't just like unbelief, like, I hope I get my healing, I don't know if I will. It was, who does this guy think he is? It's an insidious thing. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Yes. The Word was made flesh. But I appreciate Brother Hayden in this kind of thing. Because this really settled for me. Amen. The, the word comes first. And if it comes, it's what well, the doctor said, you know, he died, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, okay, 
Christians. They have those. It's not an anti-science. We're not against science. We're not against learning. We're not against uh, understanding how the universe works. We're not, under, we're not against, amen? We're not against understanding how the physical body works. So nutrition and the values of things like that. And that's all true, amen? There, is, there are natural laws and there are spiritual laws. If you break natural laws, you know, you might pay a price for it. If you break spiritual laws, you're certainly going to pay a price. And uh, so, for example, if you don't believe that, just get on the roof of this sanctuary and jump on the head of over 20 feet, and, uh, you know, I think you might break an ankle or something. So I'm not being sarcastic, I'm just trying to reiterate that the law of gravity does work. If it didn't, we'd all be floating around in here. You'd have fuse running into each other, and then like a log jam. <laughs> well, how many believe the law of gravity works? I'm glad to know. that when you go to bed at night, and your house is still on the number that the, the developers stuck it on? You know, well, what address are we today? I don't know if you moved here about that. That's the whole thing. Or are we even in Florida anymore? I don't know if I get you, but. It's a post we'd like to send it to, but. Alright. We have some more ideas here on the Word of God being the truth. And being the final, the beginning word and the final word. Now it gets to the place like I was talking about though with doctors. It's a, in our family, we grew up with, well, what did the doctors say? What, what's the written report? Okay, we understand that. But then if we needed a better report, we go to the word. Say there's a thank God we have inside information. Thank God we have a higher word of prophecy. Then what Dr. Doolittle and Dr. Doolittle said. Amen. Alright. When the fat of the neck takes over. Right. <laughs> Hebrews 11.3. The rendering of the fat. Alright. Through faith. I used to say, you know, the older you get, the more face you have. You know, it, it starts to hang. And then pretty soon, you know, you, you could you could put somebody's eye out with your with your face. Because if you turn too quick and the skin flaps, you go right in their eye. So you know it's like and it's like slow mo, it takes a while to slow down. Um, pretty soon you look like Richard Nixon, you know, I, uh, I did not wear the laws. <laughs> Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now, I want you to see that. The worlds were framed by the word of God. I had some Sunday school teachers, bless their heart. They meant well, but you know, they couldn't help it. They had their hair so tight and not, and tied up oxygen to their brain. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And if they didn't know the Bible, they just make up something. One of the things that got made up was, well, you know, God made the world. He took it like a big ball of Play-Doh. And, you know, and just when he made the rivers, he took his finger and smashed down, you know, and bunched up some mountains. Well, that's huge and everything, but it's, it's not good because that's not how he did it. He did not make the world by his hands. He made the world by his word. And the reason that's important to know, the other story is huge, but the reason this is important to know is because he ordered his world, or right, he ordered it the way it needed to be. And you can order your world. The thing is, is because he's giving us instruction, and through Jesus, instruction on how to change things in our world. Now, you can't change the whole world because you're not Jesus. But you can change some, whatever your jurisdiction, whatever you have authority and power over. Amen? And so I like what Brother Normal used to say, and he'd make people mad, so mad, and get up and leave the meeting. But he'd say, if you don't like what you have, stop saying what you're saying. Yes. Now that's still the truth today. I mean, you don't hear that talk anywhere. But I know, I don't know anywhere. I don't know hardly anywhere to go to get, get that piece. But I know it's true. Yeah, it is true. And if you don't like what you have, why don't you start saying something different than what you're saying, right? <laughs> I preach it to me. <laughs> Scarlet does. One thing about women, they figured out that, man. We're like sitting there scratching our head and they go, I know the answer. <laughs> if we would just do what they tell us to do, we'd be better off, Brother Frank. <laughs> and our wives have been telling us this for centuries. I mean, just listen to me, you wouldn't be so dumb. Though. And we got to prove we're wrong first. <laughs> the worlds were framed not by a ball of play to play and his fingers smashing around stuff, but by his word. The word of God. And like Brother Norval used to say, if you don't like what you've got, stop saying what you're saying and start saying something else. Yes. And people say, well, it just doesn't work for me like that. And you want to say it looks like it's working magnificently. <laughs> because if you think about it, if you're not careful, all of your problems, uh, I'm not talking about initially there are going to be attacks on us and things. But, you know, if you've got a chronic thing that just stays on for years, you need to start speaking something different about it. And, 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 and don't, don't lay claim to it. Like, my arthritis. Well, why would you want to have that as your arthritis? Well, the way mine wears off is, you know, this and that. Well, why would you want that? Now, if you want it, stay, stay with it. Apparently, it's working very well. But... I, I don't want any of those things. Amen. Well, brother, pastor, you just act like nothing ever happens to you. And it's like, oh, no, that's not true. I mean, those of you that know, you've had everything happen bad that could happen practically. And yet, 
still victorious, still smiling, still preaching, still going forward. Hallelujah. Why? Because of what I'm preaching tonight. The word is my sustenance. People say, oh, there's a foolish well, maybe you'll just come out of it. Now, how many has that ever worked for? Just look at your front lawn. <laughs> it gets water and seedier and uglier by the day if you don't mow it. And well, maybe it'll just get better by itself. No, it won't. In Florida, you'll end up on an alligator room. Okay, I'm not fair. You know, the thing is, snakes, I was right. Things don't, how many, there's a few things, if anything, really, in this world that gets better by itself. Unless you're making sourdough bread, you got a lump of it in the corner somewhere. <laughs> from San Francisco, and you're making that, I guess. Okay, but I mean, other than that, and you don't believe that forever, and it'll just turn moldy and black and not well again anyway. But nothing just gets better by itself. We need to speak the word on it. Yes. Amen. Now that, in the beginning, sounds like some kind of draconian rule moderating thing, and that, I suppose it could be presented that way. But really, it's a pleasure. Thank God that we know another report. Thank God that if the doctor shows you your toast, that you can leave there thanking him for his report and get in your car and say, in the name of Jesus, I don't receive that report. In the name of Jesus, and then you begin to speak this word of God over it. By his stripes, I was healed at Calvary 2,000 years ago. I claim my healing, I claim my health, I claim my youth, I claim my vitality, I speak to my cells, I speak to my organs. Amen. And the, the rest of the world, and I'll tell you the truth, 90-some percent of the church world just goes, well, you just never know. you got to die of something. Yes, you know. And uh, whatever God wants. What God wants, I'll tell you what God wants. God wants us to believe him. Because we talk about honoring God, you know, and boy, the, 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 the I, I can call them by one name of a certain reformer, but I won't. But the folks that believe that everything happens for a reason and God does everything and God does good and God does evil and God does nice and God does mean people. I won't name the reformer, but they're from Holland. <laughs> but I'll tell you about that kind of mentality. Because uh, those same people will, will, will traditionally really honor God in certain ways. They, they honor the church building, they honor the Bible, the cross, the stained glass windows, the uh, the, the, the hymns and uh, all those things. Oh my, if you, if, uh, you know, you're not even supposed to hardly smile on Sunday. It's, uh, you know, you don't do anything. You know, certainly don't watch the bar or something. I mean, it's, it's oh my, well, how they honor God. Yes and no. Because a lot of religious people honor God 
certain a certain um, prescription and list of rules. But when it comes down to really what's the greatest way that I can honor you or you can honor me is by respecting what we say. And if I'm telling you something and you roll your eyes and go, well, I don't know if you mean that or not, time will tell. Well, there's another problem here. Maybe I created it, but I'm telling you. So to say to God, well, I just never know what you're going to do. You just sometimes you bless me and sometimes you don't. Know, and I just don't know. You know, uh, how's that honoring God? All right. We'll leave the Dutch alone. Have their own problems. Uh, bad reformer. All right. I'll take the German reformer over the Dutch one on any day. All right. The, the world's framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Look at that. Okay. Excuse me. It's not corona, so you know. He's got the corona. Mocking John Calvin, he's getting the corona. <laughs> All right. First Peter 2, 23.
tells you something else. False habits. No forever. God's DNA. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. This is good news. Gospel is good news. This is the good news that the word of the Lord endures forever. Well, your money's running out. Well, the word of the Lord endures forever. Well, your health is run out. Well, the word of the Lord endures forever. Well, the relationship you have with brother or sister so-and-so and Billy Bob and Sally Sue has run out. Yeah, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And we even lay down and go to the other side when it was time to leave planet Earth. All that. Amen. Well, you're out of years. You're out of days on planet Earth. Yeah, but the word of the Lord endures forever. There's a better home awaiting me on the other side. Hallelujah. Goodbye, world. Goodbye. That's the way we need to, to live and die. Let them look around. I won't say who, but there's this one organization that says it's not the truth of God, somebody else. There's one organization that sends out a, a, an email, and it says, with much sorrow, we're sad to report that so-and-so, you know, I saw And I'm thinking, this is a Christian, supposed to be word-based group, you know, saying that they're sad and sorrowful. And some of them are like, you know, I mean, not, you know, 98 years old, and they're sad and sorrowful. Well, you know, maybe sad and sorrowful that you won't see them unless, you know, anymore or whatever, but come on. It's only sad and sorrowful if they didn't make Jesus their Lord. Amen. We should say we're rejoicing that they went to their heavenly reward. Come on, Like, well, you, with faith, make a lot of things happen, but not just any 
either ors to the Lord. Now, Lord, if it's your will to heal me, then do it. If it's not, make it where I can bear it. There's, there's no foundation there. You call that the prayer of faith. There's no faith in it. You're, you're, you, you know what that is? A slot machine. Let's put our quarters in the machine. I'd rather play slot machines than pray on. Because at least, you know, I mean, there's a chance at least. You know, that you got to get some of You know, you know what I mean? A free pretzel in the lobby. <laughs> this token is good for one free pretzel. Thanks for the cheese sauce. <laughs> but you might as well have a slot. You know, instead of having an altar rail, you must have, like, we can get probably, I don't know, what the name, Frank Six. Lock machine down front here. You know, I'm sure you know a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> you know, and instead of prayer time, let's just put our quarters in the, in the slot machine to see what we get. And, and, and that's the way, that's the way praying without knowledge of the word can go for you. You don't know. Well, will God answer this prayer? No, you just never know. Why don't you just put something in this machine and see what you get? Right? Um, ding, 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 ding. Oh, man, I'm out of quarters. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, we'll believe God with you that he'll give you more quarters to put it in a slot machine, prayer machine, so that you can see what you get. And that's the way it goes. It's like, you just never know. You never know what God, he always answers prayer. But it may not be what you want to hear. Sometimes it's yes. Sometimes it's no. Sometimes it's maybe. Sometimes it's faith. It's just crazy. And you say, well, we're in faith. No, you're not. You're in Waterloo. You're in Las Vegas. is where you are. Because, because there's Orino or somewhere. Because there's there's just no certainty about any of it. Well, that's not young. That that one machine drags a little, so you pull the hand. I mean, it gets to be craziness. So instead of that, how about number one? I mean, there yeah, there's times where there's an emergency, and you you just jump in. The Holy Spirit jumps in with you. You can intercede with groanings which cannot be uttered, and that kind of thing. That's not just for emergencies. That's for every day. But on the other hand, you know, if most of our praying, we have time to get the Bible out or get a book uh, that, that is a blessing by somebody that has a good doctrine, not just any book. I mean, there should be warning labels on the front doors of Christian bookstores to say, you know, some of this material can be hazardous to your faith. <laughs> yeah, you know. Somebody that something horrible happened to, and they're blaming God for it, trying to get you to agree. But you know, um, faith begins. We're going to see this here. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So how about know the will of God even before you pray, and then that will help your prayer life. You go, Lord, Lord, He said you can pray that as part of the prayer. Say, quote it like an attorney, Lord, you said in your word. Please, your brother Andy used to say, "Please, your case like a wild lawyer." Lord, it says in your word, right?
Take a good read of the scriptures. I've told people, if this is an emergency, why don't you wait three days to pray about that? Study the word for three days. Get yourself on a firm foundation of faith and, and, and call a friend that maybe agrees with you in prayer. Say, I will now on Tuesday at four o'clock, I'm going to be praying about this deal and I want you to pray with me. And here's the scriptures I'm standing on. Now, you know, I'm, I'm not making up legalistic stuff because we went through that era and that wasn't fun, but, but there's some truth. To, if you'll do this, what I'm teaching tonight, and those that are watching and didn't give up on the early part of the show, <laughs> if, if, because of me, if you will, if you'll do these things that I'm teaching, it will change your life, I'm telling you. Brother Hayden used to say, how many are here and he'd like to have a week long meeting to say, how many are here just for tonight? Well, you know, a few hands would go up. And he says, well, if you can, now we're going to have a healing line every night. They got them quite to manage the crowd. You have to have cars with numbers. And he'd say, if you can wait till the last night of the meeting to get in the prayer line, I want to encourage you to wait. And the first time I heard that, I never heard any preacher say that. You know, our evangelists, they had patent leather shoes and uh, polyurethane hair. <laughs> and they were slid, man. Now, their wives looked like grandma, but, you know, the, the preachers were slid. And uh, I said, well, I wanted to be an evangelist. They were the coolest people I had. They were like drug dealers or something. I mean, they... They drove new Cadillacs and they had slick hair. They were cool. But uh, walking the backs of the pews, you know, to preach. Uh, wow. But uh, our, you know, you know, our preachers, uh, you know, to, you know, build your faith is straight at you. Tonight's your night. You're gonna get it done right, right now. The power's falling in this section here, and you know, just really work it up. And there's there's a time for that. That's exciting. But there's also a time to just stew and, and simmer in God's word yes. and know that you know. And he'd say, now confess that on Thursday night, we usually do it if the meeting ended Friday, we do it Thursday night. But he'd say, now Thursday night, we're going to lay hands on anybody that wants it. And if you can wait till Thursday night, and then from now, this would be like Monday morning. He said, from now until Thursday night, confess, when Brother Hagen lays hands on me on Thursday night, God's healing power is going to go into my body to affect the healing and the cure in Jesus' name. And tell your friends that are here with you in the meeting, and that kind of thing. And then, you know, by the time that it, you're standing there in the prayer line, and here it comes down the line to it's got to be quick because there's a lot of people. By the time he touches you and he shortened up the prayer to the name, the name, the name, by the time he gets to you, your faith is filled and expectancy so high that it's easy to get healed. Then you have us feel, well, we only came for one night. Well, okay, we'll get you in somehow, but um, 
I don't know the results. Right or wrong about that. It's just that the results are not as good as if you will build your faith on the word and not even on the anointing of a special prophet like the next one. Preach that Get you another doctrine so that you can really scream the heart. Now, it says here, therefore, I got one, seven, therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise. Now, when you see the word promise, that's the word, isn't it? Promise is the word. Might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but that is also which is of the faith of Abraham, which would be through Christ, by the way, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee, as it is what? As it is spoken, as it is rumored, as it was once said, no, as it is written. I have made thee a father of anything. Yeah, has anybody here ever had to do any kind of legal work or anything? And yeah, they'll always ask you, do you have that in writing? You say, well, this was sent to me. Do you have that in writing? Is that under contract? Do you have a note? Do you have a sticky note that's not in contract? Do you got anything? If it's in writing, it exists. If it doesn't, not so much. As it is in our legal terms, in the courts of heaven, I'm telling you, I have made thee a father of many nations, before in whom believed even God, and quickened them to dead, and called those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. Now there you have it spoken, but it was after it was spoken, it was written down. So now it's written and spoken. That's what rhema means, by the way. So it's the spoken word written is rhema. According to that which was spoken, or a rhema word, so shall my seed be. In other words, it shall be according to what is, is, has been declared. And be not be in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, even when he was about a hundred. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised or had written, spoken and written, he was able also to perform. Amen. So there you have an example. We can teach a whole lesson on that scripture, which we will do, because we do that. I love this one of my favorite passages. So much in it. But you can see here that Abraham's faith was based on the, the what the word of God had said. It's an example of faith producing by the word 
One more verse and we'll be done. Praise the Lord. I am enjoying this. I hope you are. We need it. Like I said, I don't know where you go hardly anymore to hear this. But we're going to hear it here. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing Fox and CNN. <laughs> now, Dr. Fauci said this. No, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Have you ever, have you ever dealt with fear? Have you ever dealt with doubt? Have you ever dealt with unbelief? Have you ever dealt with anxiety, worry? Think about if it ain't going wrong, think about how it could go wrong. We've all been there. It's part of life. Mother's dog now is hers. Murphy the bug. He loves worrying all the time. He's just worrying. What's worrying? Murphy. It's worrying. Well, he can't help it. It's his worried face. You know, we, we, worry, we worry sometimes just because we're human beings. And we deal with fear. We deal with what can go wrong and what, what, what could happen, what might not happen. Depending on what it is. And um, I'm, I'm here to tell you that the cure for all that and all that anxiety, these people that are so anxiety-ridden, taking on that pills, to calm it down. But if you're doing that and your doctor told you, keep, take it to them. I don't care. If it helps you, praise the Lord, right? I mean, some people need things. I'm, I'm not stupid. But I will tell you that the basic foundation for peace in this world and victory in life is this book right here. Is this word of God. And if you can get into the habit, amen, if you get some bad news, if you get into the habit of speaking first a lot, looking up, and speaking the word of God in that situation, I don't care if it's the worst report you ever read about your life, and that can be from various places, can it? It can be from an attorney, it can be from somebody else. Why do you do this, this thing? You read this for a doctor's report. And uh, if you can keep your mouth shut, I'm telling you, I, I believe in this. I'm not just looking for something to preach. Yeah. I believe this, what I'm saying. I, I believe this. If you can keep your emotions in control, the Holy Spirit will help you with that. You can keep yourself calm. And if you can, don't say anything. So you get your hands on the Bible. And you look up that scripture. And like it's healing, you go to Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. And you read that out loud. And you read it in the King James Bible. And you read it in the 
Amplified Bible, and you read it in maybe another translation, and you declare that over yourself first before you sit down with your loved ones and talk about the report. I'm telling you, it will set the thing like setting a thermostat on the wall. It'll set the tone of that deal. Most people melt down, fall apart, street and cry, carry on, just like the world up the street. No different. And then once they calm down, well, we need to get into prayer. Well, that'll work. If you're really getting into prayer, if you're really getting into faith, God's not holding it against you because you fell apart. But I'm just telling you, if you can keep from falling apart and keep strong in the midst of horror, it will, it will, it, it will go easier and it will resolve faster. Yes. I believe that. Am I crazy here or is this good? And, and the word of the Lord will prevail in that day. Amen. If you got a legal situation, speak the word over it. If you got money, money problems, speak the word over it. Your dog's acting weird. Speak the word. I'm telling you. Mother speaks the word over Murphy. He's the oldest living bug in America. <laughs> and he just buzzes right along with him. He, he's happy as a pig in the boat. He don't know. He don't know why. Thank you, Lord. Well, that's enough. Ready to walk. Lord, and us in their hands and praise the Lord. Thank God for the word. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for the light and the life. In Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. Lord, we do speak the word. We do believe the word. We read the word. We hear the word. And we believe the word of God.